0: New York City is like a diamond mine. The pressure will turn one into coal dust or a multifaceted jewel. Every time I go out to make photographs, I ask myself this question Can I see the world with vulnerability and clarity? Hey, welcome to the Street Shots Photography Podcast. This is Antonio episode 118 for the end of March, 2000, 2000 <laughs> 2020. And this time I'm doing this on video as well. So I'm going to be trying to post both and we're going to have a podcast. So I have audio only and I'm putting this on YouTube and just starting up Uh, a visual podcast you know like everybody else is doing just doing what what the world is doing so there might be some visual things in this maybe not a lot that you guys on audio are not going to hear and there, i mean obviously if you're watching video you're gonna you're gonna see everything i'm probably going to add a few things in post-production uh to to um illustrate some of the stuff i want to talk about and i don't really have a lot to talk about and it's not going to be as long of a show basically i got this camera set up you notice I got two little accent lights, like everybody's talking about, putting in the background. I've got my studio stuff. It's not the cleanest room in the world, but uh, it's what I got. And uh, hopefully it's not too offensive. And if uh, I got Opie over here, if he wakes up, he might come and join. Uh, and so just like, you know, I'm not going to mention, uh, of course, I'm going to mention it. <laughs> if I'm going to say I'm not going to mention it. It means I'm going to mention it. But we're all on lockdown and we're pretty much uh all we've got are these these uh videos and zoom movies sorry zoom video conferences that we can do with our friends and and being locked down is probably the safest thing for everybody and so i have not been out shooting for a while i've i've done some stuff maybe from my window and i actually did go out a couple of mornings and I, i should go out today it's raining and just get some exercise. And I have brought my camera with me, but there really hasn't been any kind of motivation to photograph. And um, it, it might be the same for a lot of you. So, you know, this is kind of the impetus to, to start putting stuff uh, on YouTube and just making sure I've got a lot of audio content coming out if I can get around to it. And that's my goal is to really get around to, to putting out some more content for everybody to share because if we're going to be cooped up here for a while... Uh, then we're going to need to have some interesting things to, to listen to and to see uh, and to share. I just wanted to get to uh, – actually, I was going to do – like I said, I was going to do a walk through Greenwood, you know, dispatches from Greenwood, and I'm thinking, you know, it's just best not to go outside. And actually, I have – I just bought a green screen. That's That's not it here. That's not the green screen. That's actually green – it is green screen backdrop material paper, but I didn't want to set that up. So I actually bought a folding green screen – that's like a five foot by seven foot green screen material. And I thought I would put that up and put my backdrop on and and show everybody the sort of like a streaming picture slideshow of Greenwood as if I'm walking through it. But you know what? Uh, Mainly because I don't really want to emphasize that I love Greenwood and it's one of the places that's open in Brooklyn for people to go and walk through uh, to have some space to be able to get out of their apartments, and Greenwood is a very large place. The symbolism of a graveyard now with what's going on just didn't seem appropriate. So uh, figuring being in my house, seeing the stuff, I'm not perfect uh, at all in terms of presentation. I'm hoping I can be better. This will change over time as I figure stuff out, but I just wanted to talk. Last week... Uh, This is the main thing I want to talk about. So last weekend, this is uh, Saturday, so a week ago today, a friend of mine, a photographer, uh, Robert Herman, and you might have heard this already from me, committed suicide. And um, he uh, left a very just kind of cryptic note. I can't remember off the top of my head what it said, but it was something to the kind like, how can we live life or how can we live alone? And uh, I'll just give you some background to to Robert, and uh, maybe I'll just show some some of his pictures while we're um, you know for the for the video while I'm talking about him. I met him in 2000, I think in 2005 or 2004. I can't remember. It was the only the reason the date is iffy is because uh, I remember getting my first Nikon DSLR, which was the Nikon D2X, around the time that I met him. And we met as part of uh, a group called um, a success team from, that was set up by the APA NY, which is Ameri- Advertising Photographers of America. They are setting up all these groups of photographers to get together, small groups, and to help each other out with whatever project. It's kind of like, in a sense, what we need now, even though we have to do it virtually. But just a small group of photographers to get together, talk about the projects they're working on and to help each other. And so I met Robert as part of that group. There was a few other photographers I'm still in touch with that are that were part of that group. One who's a now a pretty successful travel photographer, uh, William Vasquez. We met a lot in his studio. Uh, it was on 18th Street in the city, just off of uh, Broadway, between Broadway and Fifth Avenue. So if you know New York City, that's considered the photo district. And we would meet for, uh, I can't remember how long we meet, certainly for a few hours, and we'd all get to talk about stuff. We met, and I remember him being a very introverted person. who just didn't talk a lot. Now, I'm also introverted. And it was hard for me, harder for me to to get into this group, especially because I wasn't really a pro photographer. I was just doing stock, or I was really trying to figure out my stock photography at the time. But not as introverted as, as um, Robert was. And so... I remember first meeting, my first impression was, oh, this is going to be a little tough trying to like talk to him and get him to do stuff. And I knew that was kind of, you know, I'm kind of saying that about myself as well. But you know that, you know, when you're in a group of people and you can start scoping around and you're saying, okay, this person is, this one's a talker and this one's, this one's got a lot of energy. This one's going to sort of fade in the background and sort of, I, I put, I put Robert in that category. Anyway, we would meet once a month, I think, and talk about what we were doing. And I remember Robert was, one of the things he wanted to do is really get into Photoshop at that point. I don't think we had Lightroom. I mean, we had Lightroom, but I think Photoshop was what he really wanted to spend time with. And I was very good at Photoshop. And so it was William and a few other people were, but we like took it upon ourselves. Part of the things that I would do to, to help him was to show him stuff or talk to him about computers and Photoshop and stuff like that. And it was interesting and exciting to see how he really latched on to that. And he absorbed, he absorbed, he absorbed. And it was sometimes it was a little tough to, to actually get him to, uh, to to listen, like to really get it sometimes. It was like a back and forth with him sometimes. But we, we, we worked on it. And I was really watching him. I think I spent some time with him in his apartment and did some one-on-one tutorials with him uh, on Photoshop and Lightroom. Actually, there was one, there was one day, uh, one of our meetings, where William um, had an old Macintosh G4 computer, one of the old gray ones that opened up from the side that had the handles on the top. Not the cheese grater one, but prior to that. The models were prior to that. And I think uh, William had upgraded already to new computers, so he had this sitting around. And so he gave it to, uh, generously to Robert. I can't remember if Robert had a monitor or something at home or he had an old computer, but this one was certainly an upgrade. And he was just he just gave it to me. He said, "Here you go." And I remember helping Robert take it down. We were uh, to going to get him a cab, and it was a rainy day, like today. Not a lot of rain, but just rainy, kind of a steady, s- slow rain. And we walked down 18th Street to Broadway, and uh, we waited. There's a there was a theater there, and we waited there for a cab. Uh, in the rain, of course, we had to wait for a while. And as we were sitting, standing there underneath the marquee of the theater so we wouldn't get wet, of all people, guess who walked by? You'll never believe this, but it was Steve Jobs. Steve Jobs, and I'm guessing his wife, perhaps. And and they just walked by, slowly walked by. And I was like, but look, who's that? And I didn't get up the guts to say, Steve, look what we got here. Thank, you know, like I wanted, there was so much I wanted to say to him. It was really exciting to see him. Anyway, I'll never forget that day. And I was with Robert and we had this Macintosh. And I thought the coincidences were, were, it was just incredible. It was great. Anyway, fast forward a bit. We still met in the group for a while. And actually, we we actually continued in the group. The group shifted members a lot. And the, the final ending of the group was there were just four of us. Robert was one of them and two other photographers. And we met on an ongoing basis, APA had sort of let the teams go. like it, They sort of faded, but we decided to keep the team going just because we all sort of needed that help. And at some point later on, when we were just this small group, Robert had decided he wanted to make his book, which is he's very well known for, called The New Yorkers. This is 2012 or 2011, uh, and we needed to, a little video to put on Kickstarter so he could bankroll or at least begin to bankroll the publishing of the book and so me and a a friend helped Make this video and the the kickstarter was successful and it gave him uh, a bunch of cash To start his book project apparently he needed a lot more money to make the book, but the book was a success It's a great book about New York, and it's the New York that I grew up in so it's great to see these photographs just like any street photography of New York it was wonderful to capture the the New York I grew up in and, and seeing that he was part of that. So I was really happy to be part of his success in getting this published and, and making making himself a name actually because after that book got published like his career went up. And um, the things I know about, I mean there's so many there's so much stuff that he did, but partly he was he went to uh, SVA. Actually, he did this before the book, but he went to SVA, taught masters in digital, a uh, master's digital class. Uh, so he he went there. Actually, he went there and he got his degree. So he took the course, and then he ended up turning around and ended up being one of the instructors for SVA, and then multiple speaking and and world, you know, sort of traveling around the world and going to different events and speaking about his street photography. He published a second book called The Phone Book, which was all stuff that he shot with his iPhone and Hipstamatic. Um, great pictures. He took his street photography skills from his 35 millimeter film days and really translated it well to the iPhone. And And then was going to begin to work on his third book. I'll get to that in a second. And so he was just and recently he's got pictures in an exhibition at the Gosh, boy, am I? I I was invited, but I didn't go. And I'm sorry that I'm not always prepared with this. I'm just I'm I'm just shooting this right now off the off my the top of my head in a way, but um at the Museum of the City of New York there's an exhibit with his work, two of his pictures, amongst other pictures. Anyway, his stuff was showing everywhere. And so it's a great career, right? To see him just go up. Like to know where I met him first and then to see where he ended up it was really it was quite amazing actually. So late last year he contacted me. I mean we've been in contact. I've have just I haven't I haven't seen him in person a lot. I see him a lot on I mean, bnh too. He was he was uh did a talk on bnh If I can find that I'll put a link. I'm gonna find it and I'll put a link so that you can just go right to it. Late last year, so 2019, he contacted me and he wanted to create a third book. Uh, recently he's been going to Italy a lot he had a connection with Italy made a lot of friends there and I think he had traveled there a bunch of times and he started to photograph doing his street photography there and he wanted to create a book called the Neapolitans based on the pictures that he's been taking while he's been in Italy and he's you know so he called me and he said I want to do another Kickstarter video and I was like okay you know you know, I kind of answered quickly. I didn't think about it too much, but at that point I was like, I got time. I mean, I've I've got some free time for myself now that I'm not working, going to a job every day. I can work from home. So I thought, all right, and I'd like to do another video. It was fun. I thought I could handle it this time. I said, yes. And, uh, he started sending me videos and JPEGs of his pictures that he shot. And we were kind of going to do the thing remotely anyway, just because of our schedule. So, you know, kind of, this is you know, precursor to what's going on now, but uh, it's, it's actually very hard for us to schedule ourselves to get together. So I thought, well, yeah, you know, I can put the video together. He can come back to me. And we can just do virtual talks about it. Not that I didn't want to meet him. It's just, I think, you know this, because sometimes it's easier just to schedule yourself uh, to do things uh, over time on a on computer. Anyway, he started sending me all the stuff, and then he had planned a trip to Italy. He went to a trip uh, early this shoot and i'm 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 sorry i'm not getting the timelines great but he was either late last year early this year he went to italy and we talked before he went and i gave him some suggestions about stuff to shoot or how to shoot it so that we could have b-roll and stuff like that for his um, for the video so i gave him a lot of tips say go out there you know do this do this with your camera use these settings on your camera whatever and uh, he came back from the trip and he sent me the work and we had it all in a Dropbox folder. So I was getting ready to edit. But at the beginning of the year, for me, things were getting a little overwhelming. And I won't get into that. A lot of personal stuff that was, was happening, you know, work and life. And then, you know, the video to do with him was also adding to this burden on my shoulders. Uh, and, you know, I just woke up one morning and I realized I, I needed to be straight with him, that I couldn't be a hundred percent. I I couldn't give him a hundred percent of my my effort, my myself, my being, because I wasn't able to do that with a bunch of the stuff I was doing on my own here for for my own stuff. Sorry, we've got ambulances and stuff are gonna go by, but anyway. So I thought about this. I thought he's the kind of person I could talk to about this, and so I reached out to him and I said, Robert, look, I really want to do the video. And I was looking forward to it. And it's just right now, my life is just a little too, things are a little too much right now. And you know, if you're listening in the podcast, you've been hearing some of the stuff. So I told him, I said, "I, I I, I, I can't offer you 100%. And I said, rather than lying to you or coming up with excuses why I'm not getting the job done or things are falling behind, I said, let me just tell you right now what's going on. And I think you should find somebody else to help you with the video. Because I just can't, I can't right now do it. I was really sad to to say that to him because I really wanted to do this video. I like helping out, you know, and I was gonna do it, you know. I wasn't gonna charge him. We weren't we weren't talking about it. if we do anything, we do it for exchange. I told him that, and he was cool. He appreciated me telling him the truth about what was going on, and I think he might have been disappointed, but I think he was cool with the fact that I. I had to stop and say i i can't do this and and just be honest with him so this is just the beginning of the year uh and i've only kept in touch with him a little bit during you know told him like hey you know if you get some more if you get the video close you know i'll give you some feedback on it you know I'll do stuff that i can do from from without taxing my own you know without adding to my own burdens A friend reaches out to me last Saturday, uh, and he sees a Facebook thread, and it says something strange in it. It says, Robert Herman is dead because he was alone. I didn't understand this. And and my friend was asking, is it a translation issue? Because it was someone from Italy or someone whose native language was Italian. And I didn't know. And so I said, let me get back to you. And I went on to Facebook's Messenger, and I saw that Robert was active there. And I said... Robert, just checking in. You okay? Things are okay? Like, what's going on? I didn't hear back from him. And then I went back to the, I found the original thread that my friend had sent me. And I was reading down. It was a lot of people in Italy. And I saw the translations. A lot of them were, I'm sorry, my condolences and stuff like that. And I finally found a photographer who uh, I I know through Facebook only, but knew Robert. And he had a link to uh, a newspaper. And I went and clicked it. And it was story about a man uh, in downtown New York who killed himself and his name was Robert Herman, age sixty four. And it was like that's and the description of the location was was where I knew that he lived. He wrote a note and uh leapt out of a window. And it was kind of unbelievable. I mean some of you are listening to this people know this. You know, you hear some news and you're know, like that the, so this is in the middle of, of all this. So the world is already turning into some surreal, not quite a nightmare, but a surreal situation. And then hearing this, like, what, like, that didn't make any sense. And so I got in contact with this other photographer, and he told me that he had been trying to talk to Robert, and Robert had not texted back, He was worried about him, and, and so on and so on. And, of course... Um, the inevitable, I, I should have looked out for him more. And of course I started thinking of that as well. Like what would have happened if I not turned down the video and it's not so simple. I mean, I, you know, I don't, blame, I don't really think anybody's blaming themselves. We all think about what we could have done differently and would, would the world have gone in a different direction? And I don't, we'll never know that it's not something to be known. And, but even knowing that intellectually, I don't, You know, sort of part of me in my heart wonders about that. And it's always going to sort of linger a little bit. You know, I want to bring this up. First of all, I never had interviewed him on Street Shots. Never. I planned to. He was on my list of people. And I've got this long list of people I want to talk to and have on the show and just talk about photography. And he was on my list. And I never got around to asking him to be on the show and actually no I did ask him and he said yes and I just never got around to I never made it I never made the time to actually get it get up and call him and say let's just do this and talk for an hour you know and that's that's a loss you know that uh, we don't get to hear him he uh the the links I'll put down in the in the show note descriptions and in the descriptions in YouTube you'll be able to hear his own voice I mean I'll I'll let him speak and we could think about the conversations we could have had with him. And I, I, I only put this podcast up now as in this in this show uh, as an acknowledgement. I, I couldn't let this go by. I mean, the, the world has shifted. The world is changing. It's going to be really interesting to see what happens when we come out on the other end of this. And how things are going to change. And how... You know, how am I going to change, you know, and what will I do to take in what's going on and what's happened to Robert and what's going on now outside and use that uh, in photography, in podcasting, in in like, you know, cleaning up my space. And you're not seeing all the the mess here I'm showing you, but I'm letting you know it is very messy. Like, how is that how is this going to just bring about something new? And I don't have any answer for that. And, you know, maybe a year from now, I'll look back. Maybe it's a year. Maybe it's longer. Maybe it's shorter. Hopefully it's shorter. To see what is going to come of this period of time that we're going through and how it's going to affect the photography that we take and the photography that I take and how I talk to you guys. And will I change? You know, and, and sometimes I have to own up to the fact that sometimes things don't change. Go back right to the way things were and I'm not making any judgments about that we're all you know I hope I'd like to change but how to go inside and find that bit that can say I'm not going to go this way anymore I'm going to go this way and you know to tie it back to Robert I had seen this you know it's funny I've, I've, I've only known him for a short period of time I mean it's you know 15 years I still think it's a short period of time i mean i know he was inward facing a little bit but you know he joined the group he put himself out on kickstarter let's say two times maybe three times i don't know if his iphone book was kickstarted it might have been he would stand up in front of crowds he would talk to people about about how he felt and, and the conditions that he was in he spoke about that and i saw him change it took 15 years, it might have took and taken a little bit longer than that for him to change, but I saw some of that change. And how can I take that in? How can I take in what Robert did or how I saw him move from here to here, you know, and, and use that for myself? And how can we all do that? How can we decide to use this experience that's going on and, and make something different from our lives. And so anyway I just want to offer that as something that I was thinking about and I'd like to know what you guys think about this and I'd like to keep the dialogue open because I'm cooped up in this room by myself. <laughs> my, my wife is next door. She's working as well. But the only way we're going to sort of tackle this kind of stuff is if we reach out and talk to each other together. And I think that maybe be the one thing that comes out of this, uh, this whole mess is that think we're going to learn to communicate with each other better. I mean, it might be through this for a while, but somehow even this microphone and the cameras is better than nothing. And, you know, maybe we could take this and we transfer it outside and and, uh, move out of our little inner circles. Uh, I just want to give an acknowledgement to Zach Arias, whose videos I've been watching lately and hearing, excuse me, just hearing the stuff that he's going through and, and talking about and um, encouragement that I'm very encouraged and inspired by his work and his videos. And so I just wanted to acknowledge him and go watch his YouTube channel and uh, see what he's doing and, um, see, you know, see how he can inspire you as well. So anyway, uh, I'm going to end it now. I've talked enough and, uh, you know, maybe I'll do this in a week. Maybe I'll get this as a weekly, weekly thing going on maybe you'll see me clean my room so thanks for joining me and thanks for spending some time you know subscribe if you're youtube you know click on all the buttons or whatever and uh listen to my podcast anyway thanks a lot and i'll talk to you later a quick addendum to the uh, end of the podcast that quote from the beginning as you could probably figure it out is from my friend uh, robert herman so uh just wanted to acknowledge that that was from his, uh, book, the New Yorkers. So, uh, please go check out that book. Beautiful book. Uh, great. Uh, if you want to see New York in the seventies and eighties, it's a, it's a fantastic book. And I was happy to, uh, um, to know robert at that uh, at the time that he was making this this book but anyway uh, i'll put a link to the amazon uh, in the in the show notes and uh, you can go check out my uh, youtube page i'll put links also in the show description uh where i've posted uh, two videos one was the uh kickstarter video that we did for his for the book the new yorkers and then uh, i actually recorded this show obviously as you heard uh also as a video it's a bit it's a bit uh cut down from this show it's a this show's a little bit long i tend to talk a lot more um but go check that out because i do have a a little bit of a longer slideshow of robert's work in in that uh, in that video so go check it out and anyway um please take care of yourselves and uh, take care of your loved ones and stay safe and and sound and i will see you in a couple of weeks take care one more thing If you or anyone you know is contemplating suicide, please call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-8255.